You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson. What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, an Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning and their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games and practices, as well as storylines of your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week. So what's the best way to keep up to date on all of this excitement? Download the Odyssey app, search Pucks and Bolts, hit that auto-download button so that all brand new episodes are just sitting there waiting for you. Share it with friends, family, and other hockey fans all around because I guarantee you, you're going to want to stay up to date with the Tampa Bay Lightning, especially with the minor slump that they're going through right now. So whether the conversation is positive or curious, you want to stay up to date on all things Tampa Bay Lightning. You can do so with the Odyssey app at Pucks and Bolts. I am your host, Casey Hudson, and it is time to dive into a brand new episode of Pucks and Bolts. Getting things going with the breakout. Now, as you guys stay up to date with the Lightning, as you stay up to date with all coverage with us here at Pucks and Bolts, you all know that it's been tough sledding for the Tampa Bay Lightning as of late. Uh, The losing streak that they have not had in nearly nine years is upon us in this moment. And last time we got a chance to talk, we felt like things were going to start finally turning around. We needed to get the trade deadline behind us because it almost felt mental at some point because you're not seeing anything super specific on the ice that could contribute to why their game just wasn't clicking and why execution was an issue. Well, guys, Bolts fans, there was so much speculation as to what was going to happen coming this trade deadline. They picked up Tanner Janot from the Nashville Predators, and then they picked up Mikey Asimont from the San Jose Sharks, who just freshly got there from the Winnipeg Jets. We all sat there waiting, holding our breath, anticipating, thinking that this grand move was going to be made to pick up a defenseman, and that wasn't exactly the case. Darren Radish came up from the Syracuse Crunch to play versus the Pittsburgh Penguins on Thursday night. Not a bad performance aside from getting undressed by O'Connor late in the third period, but that's something that you're going to want to go back and search for yourself. We're not going to get too far into all of that. Um, But after that game, he was sent back to Syracuse. There was conversations of, hey, in order for him to play, and the NA, the, and the AHL, excuse me, and be a part of any playoff system there, he's going to have to be rostered by 3 p.m., the trade deadline. And then that move didn't happen. There was some confusion between him being sent back to Syracuse, clearing up that $1.2 million in cap space, and then 3 p.m. hits. We're all sitting there waiting and refreshing Twitter to see that no move would be made. Now, of course, talking to the man, the magician himself, Julian Brisebaugh, he said, look, they didn't feel like they needed to make any other moves. Uh, They feel confident about the movement they made. They're still trying to piece together the big picture to make room for young players and to have uh, a system that's going to continue to thrive down the line, down the stretch, and not just in this moment. So while they believe in this roster, it may not be a Stanley Cup year for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but they know that they're building the right team to be Stanley Cup contenders 
after this season and the season after that. So some positives here is the fact that Janot and AC Mott are grand two-way players. AC Mott has speed and you know shooting ability. We've seen Janot already put bodies down on the ice and have this strong forecheck to his game offensively, defensively. He's a very sound, versatile player. So you can kind of see where Julian Brisbane was coming from in the grand scheme of things. But trade deadline hit, and the only moves that were made were between those two guys. Then they head into a two-game road trip, starting with the Buffalo Sabres, who put a beating on them on home ice just the week prior. And then with the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, we're not going to get too far into that quite yet. We're going to talk about the fact that before they hit that road trip, before they had to take on two teams that they knew were going to put up a nice challenge, a nice fight, um, Eric Chernak went down in the Pittsburgh Penguin game last Thursday. We weren't too sure what it was. I will say that after we left the locker room, you saw him walking around just fine. I did overhear him mention something about his back being irritated. And then they listed it as a day-to-day lower body injury. So my guess is probably a lower back situation. Uh, Somebody wrote me on Twitter asking if it was the groin and if I was nervous to say the groin. Uh, I didn't hear anything about a groin thing and no, not too nervous to say the groin. Uh, So Chernak did not play this weekend. He did try to warm up on Sunday versus the Carolina Hurricanes. He really wanted to be there for his team, but it was a game time decision that turned into a scratch. So no action from Chernak. The good news there is that he was at morning skate today skating around perfectly fine. He didn't look uncomfortable. He looked ready to go. And knowing Eric Chernak's mindset, knowing the leadership skills that he has, and knowing the guy that he's been for this team and the growth that he's had since stepping up four years ago, um, if he can go, he's going to go. He's in good spirits today, and so is the rest of the team. So that's an update with Eric Chernak. Now, unfortunately, with there already being a shortage or not much depth at the defensive position, and of course that's where a lot of hope was coming in that there was going to be a move at the trade deadline, then the Bolts are short one other very crucial defenseman, and that's Victor Hedman. Uh, went down Sunday versus the Carolina Hurricanes. It looked painful um, to the point where Stamkos rushed over to be with not only his teammate but one of his best friends. And Coach Cooper said after the game, the positive here is that Victor Hedman tried really hard to get back on the ice. It just was a no-go for the injury. They haven't exactly explained what the injury is. The good news also, though, being that uh, Kevin Weeks and a few other people mentioned that it's not an extensive injury. It shouldn't have him out for a long bit of time. And today after morning skate, Coach Cooper said, uh, at this point, we can at least say that he's day-to-day. So four games are about to go down on home ice for the Tampa Bay Lightning starting tonight versus the Flyers Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back action this weekend. If we know anything about this team, this coaching staff, and these players, you know, we'll see Victor Hedman in the next two games here, I'm sure. But as for now, it's knowing that they can step up to the plate. It's that next man up mentality. And within that next man up mentality, we know we've seen great things out of Nick Perbix. We've talked about him so much here on pucks and bolts. So when movement has to be made, it's it's Mikhail Sergachev, it's Nick Perbix, it's those guys that step in and help alleviate a guy like Victor Hedman because there's no replacing him, as we all know. So sending out our prayers and waiting to see what uh, happens further with Victor Hedman. But I'm sure we'll see him by this weekend. As long as he can go, he will go. Now, on a more positive note, still here on the breakout on Pucks and Bolts, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As I mentioned, we got a new guy who we haven't had a chance to really talk about. Mikey A. Simont. Um, you look at that name and you want to say so many different things, but we got clarification from him today after Morning Skate. We got a chance to talk with the new Volt and very humorous conversation, but also you just see his focus, his determination. The 26-year-old Colorado native um, actually flew in late Thursday, so watched part of the game versus the Pittsburgh Penguins and then ends up getting thrusted onto a road trip. So when asking about his acclimation period today, he said he actually likes the way that he was able to get acclimated because when you're thrown into a road trip, you get a chance to get to know the guys even faster, which is very true. Brandon Hagel, Anthony Sorelli, Nick Paul. These are all guys who have mentioned numerous times that when you get that, when you get these road trips that you get a special kind of bonding that you don't get at home because when you're at home, you're also balancing your personal lives, your families or other things. So when you're on the road, it's all about you, your teammates and the bond that you have with the guys. So uh, Mikey, which he clarified, he prefers to be called Mikey said that it was really cool to come in and, and hit a road trip with these guys right away. And to play two really strong teams, um, you get a really quick learning curve. So something that was a good pickup for, for Mikey Asimont is the fact that he, you know, was starting to find his footing versus Buffalo, was able to put two shots on goal versus Carolina, um, was able to move around between two different lines and kind of figure out, okay, where does he gel? And he knows what his skill set is and he knows what he brings to this team and how this Tampa Bay Lightning system can complement his game. If you guys haven't seen it or you don't, be sure to follow us at Pucks and Bolts on Twitter because whenever we get clips with the guys in the locker room post-game, post-practice, post-morning skate, you'll see it there first. So Asimot was telling us today after morning skate that, you know, he's a fast guy and that's something that he can bring to this team. He's watched the Tampa Bay Lightning for the last four years. He even said this is probably one team that he's watched the most in the last four years. I'm sure two Stanley Cups have a little something to do with that. But outside of that, it's an exciting team to watch because you've got such great leadership. You've got so many different guys and leadership styles in this room and their ability to communicate and be so tight knit and the organization alone uh, translates onto the ice. So Mikey's a big fan of his new home here in Tampa Bay. Now, when he did come in and get thrown into the lineup this past weekend, initially, that third line that you guys know I was so excited about, uh, just to remind you, it was Janot, Paul, and Colton. Um, so excited about this third line. They got split up a little bit, and they actually ended up putting Acemont on that third line to see what would take place. Nick Paul got bumped from the third line as well. So kind of trying to piece where that speed needs to come in the most. Also depends on what team they're facing and what lines they need to contain and what the skill set is of the lines that they're trying to contain. So as for tonight's lineup and where the new Bolt will be, uh, will be hanging out for tonight's face-off with the Philadelphia Flyers, You've got Asimont on that fourth line now and Bellamere rotating in. So look at the lines from this morning. It's Stamkos, Point, Kucherov. Second line, Hagel, Sorelli, Kalorn. Third line, Reunited. It's Colton, Paul, and Janot. 
fourth line, Maroon, AC Mont, and Perry Belly rotating in. As for those deep pairings, Sorgachev and Perbex back together. They weren't together all weekend. Cole and Chernak back together now that Chernak is healthy and good to go. Flurry Bogosian hanging out on that on that third pairing there and Radish rotating in. So we're not total strangers to these line changes. I kind of thought that a couple weeks ago we were going to see a little bit more consistency, but I did talk about the foundational lines that you'll see there. So no foundational lines in this lineup aside from the new third line that everyone is very excited about. Coach Cooper has spoken of the fact that they might become the strongest four track in line. And we started to see that. I threw some things out there on social media to ask you guys what you thought of this third line and everybody agreed. They might be the new Barkley, Goodrow, um, Blake Coleman and Yanni Gord. And at least we'll get a chance to see that against a very, very good Flyers team. And I say that they're very good not because of their entire record over the season, but because, of course, Torts at the helm there. We know that he knows how to play these guys very hard and very pressured at Amelie Arena. And this is probably the best test to evaluate where they are. Some positive news in the midst of this lull that the Tampa Bay Lightning is going through is that the energy was so high today. The guys were so positive. You didn't see any slumping or anyone lackluster. You didn't see any... any negativity in, in the locker room. And I know that might be a silly thing to say, but it's not like these guys have given up. It's not like, you know, they're in their heads. They don't seem mentally defeated. They were acting like they know that they can rely on one another in this situation to get things going. And Coach Cooper also mentioned when we got a chance to talk to him after morning skate, he's like, you know, the vibes are great. Everyone's very positive, but more importantly, we're not going out there thinking like tonight's going to be the night we're going out there saying it's time for us to play for one another. So having that accountability, removing that individualism, that's setting your team up for the best chance possible to get things going and to get things turning around. Which takes us into some quick previewing of the whirlwind weekend that the Bolts had, unfortunately, not picking up a W. Again, not going too far into this because when they played the Buffalo Sabres, statistically things weren't too bad. They put 36, 36 shots on goal. Excuse me. They had two, a couple power play opportunities that they were not able to capitalize on. If I had to pinpoint something that was just not working for them, it's the fact that special teams hasn't been able to come in for them. They, they haven't been able to execute there. So when you end up in a game when you're having a lot of special team situations, Coach Cooper talked about this on Thursday versus the Penguins. You don't get a chance to get in your structure, which means you're having to deal with putting up points through special teams. And then special teams is not clicking. And then you're put in a position where you cannot get goals in. And that's kind of where the Bolts have been Thursday and what I saw Saturday as well as Sunday. Not much success in special teams. Now, the penalty kill is not a surprise there because a huge part of that penalty kill is Eric Chernak. You do see a difference of him being in the game or if he's not a part of the game. You saw that all weekend long. While there's other quality guys to step up, there's just something about Eric Chernak's game that they rely on that brings so much confidence to everybody around him. So making sure that they're not putting themselves in a bunch of special team positions, uh, excuse the dog, a bunch of special team positions uh, versus the Flyers because guys like, I don't know, Konecki are going to capitalize on those moments and we don't need that to happen. There's been always something special about home ice for these guys all season long, especially this season. So if there's a night for things to finally turn around, it is this night, but they're not putting that kind of pressure on this game. They're just trying to get back to the basics and simplify things. Uh, aside from the special team situation that took place this weekend, the other part is the fact that 
getting a flow going. Passing sequences have kind of been fleeting. They've had moments where they've pieced together great, great sequences, but it's inconsistent. They can't follow up and, make, and create that magic again. They need to find a way to get those sequences flowing and going. And part of that could be the new guys, uh, could be the line shuffles. While some of these lines we've seen throughout the season, there are lines that we have not seen that need time to figure out if they're going to gel or not. So them putting up only 14 shots on goal versus the Carolina Hurricanes was devastating to watch. It was a tough game all around because Carolina Hurricanes were able to capitalize on special team situations. They basically kept them in their D zone majority of the game, and they didn't allow any of these guys to start getting a rhythm going. They completely pushed the bolts out of their structure. But the positive there also being the fact that newcomer Mikey Esamont got two shots on goal versus the Carolina Hurricanes. So to be able to post some shots on goal in a game is hard to watch as Sunday's was. There's hope for how he's going to grow and be groomed in this system. And uh, he's already feeling so gelled with the guys. He's got a personal relationship having played hockey around and with Ross Colton um, as they were younger throughout. So he's got some comfort there as well. And he's already having the kind of conversations that say, how can you use me? Where can you use me? But that confidence of how he can apply his skill set to this bolt system. Um, the team as a whole has just talked about the lack of confidence and having the right movement happen to get that confidence sparking to translate to everyone else. So when everyone kind of knows their role and their strong suits, that confidence can eventually hit and translate. So there's a lot of good feelings revolving around what can take place tonight um, and just keeping things simple within their structure and allowing these bolts to just kind of refocus and figure out how to get back on track with the success that they were not only having this season, but on home ice. Um, other things to look out for when it comes to tonight's matchup versus the Flyers is that Coach Cooper didn't – he said if it was as easy as pinpointing one thing for this team to focus on and clean up, they probably would have shaken the skid a little bit ago. Uh, so there's many areas in their game that need to be cleaned up in order for them to execute better. But the bottom line is if there's one thing that he had to pick that needs to – um, step up the fastest to create that momentum swing. It's going to be their management in the D zone. We talked about this on Pucks and Bolts weeks ago, numerous times, and then all of a sudden it started to get cleaned up and now we're into this slump. But uh, the giveaway totals, hitting those double digits versus special teams is going to be crucial because it's handing their game away. And Coach Cooper, as well as some of the leaders on this team, like Pat Maroon and Steven Stamkos, have mentioned that they can't put themselves in a position to beat themselves. And when they're not beating themselves is when they're set up for success, obviously. So minimizing that giveaway total is going to be crucial for these guys versus fast-paced teams that are going to capitalize on, on them losing the puck and handing the puck over. That also plays into some of the passing sequences that we're seeing that are not so great. That was the problem last week on Tuesday. So cleaning up their passing game and simplifying their game, staying off of special teams so that they can get in that structure and that rhythm. Those are going to be the top things that this team is looking to execute tonight, but it's also going to be their management in the D zone, how they handle the penalty kill if put on the penalty kill and how this defense is going to be able to manage without Victor Hedman. We saw some good things out of Hayden Fleury when he had his moments. I think he's played in about 20 games this season. Um, I was a big fan of what he was contributing to the Seattle Kraken and his overall mentality. He's got a maturity to him, uh, very top character kind of guy, but 
Maybe he's the kind of person that just needs a little bit more time. Other guys on the team, when they've had a chance to speak of Hayden Flurry, they do like elements of his game. Now having practiced with the team this much, now having been around this team even longer, him being thrown on the ice, we should see something more out of Hayden Flurry. So that's probably something I will be queuing in on a lot more this evening as they face off with the Flyers is, is how well and how much more acclimated he is and how he can play with a guy like Bogosian. Two different styles, but Bogosian obviously being a veteran in this league can still help out a guy like Flurry to expedite his learning curve or be an asset and helpful to them on the ice. So looking out for defense, defense's performance tonight and how well they can piece together without Victor Hedman out there. Um, Nick Perbix stepping up. Mikhail Sergachev, we saw him step up tremendously last time Victor Hedman was out after their West Coast tour. So am I panicked no i still have so much hope in the Tampa bay lightning team where they will go and how they will find success and i think that once the new guys get their bearings a little bit more once these lines get a little bit more uh, solidified that we're going to finally start to see this playoff caliber team get into their rhythm and start heading towards playoffs they're still in pretty decent positioning they're sitting at 79 points uh, right now, 22-5-4 on home ice. So we're hoping that home ice is good luck tonight. Steven Samco says, look, we just need the energy and the conversation from the fans. And I feel like after that, that confidence, that spark, and everything else is just going to fall into place. So the guys are not hitting the panic button. Fans, don't hit the panic button. But one thing you are going to want to do before we sign off here on Pucks and Bolts is uh, check out an episode that we have coming up with Pat Maroon yet again. Last time we got to talk to Pat Maroon about 700 games. This time we get to talk about his particular leader, leadership skills and advice trying to get his team through this slump. I hate calling it a slump. It happens. There's a lot of movement taking place. But Pat Maroon gives us his perspective and uh, his mentality as a leader on this team of talking his guys through it. Uh, we also get into a little bit of chirping on the ice. He was very humble about it. But we know what Pat Maroon does out there. We talk about music. And so much more because, look, you can only talk about the negatives so much. You can only talk about pucks deep, structure, and all the hockey jargon. At the end of the day, these are your favorite players for a reason. And here on Pucks and Bolts, we're not only going to connect you to the game, but as we said, storylines. We're going to connect you to your favorite players. So make sure you download that Odyssey app. Search Pucks and Bolts. Hit the auto-download button so that when that brand-new episode with Pat Maroon comes through, you have it right there waiting for you. Also, we're going to catch up with two other players this week, but I'll drop those names on the at Pucks and Bolts Twitter. Until then, guys, I am Casey Hudson. Thank you so much for joining us again for a new episode of Pucks and Bolts, and we will catch you next time. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 